Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 1st, 2015. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 209. My name is Chris. We have some really good stories to get into, and we have like a little bit of topping on the very, looks like it's like a garnish of news that uh, we're going to jump into at the very, very top. So let's get started by bringing in our mumble room. Time appropriate greetings. Mumble room. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Good to have you here. So I want to talk about the story that's on every single news outlet right now. It's technically, quote unquote, by the definition of big news, big news. However, I disagree. But let's talk about it really quick. Apple is eyeing a move into original programming with an exclusive over at Variety. Uh, and they say that it is a move that in 2016 will challenge Netflix directly. Apple is hoping to put a head hurt on those film industries in coming months and secure great deals, according to Variety. Other, other sources describe the company's exploration as far more of just a flirtation. In other words, this is, a, this is a story that really has no weight behind it. But it's matched up with another set of rumors that are hitting the web this week that the Apple TV 4 is going to be announced soon. Yay, with gaming and Siri as major focuses. Again, I don't consider this to be big news myself, but it is all over the headlines this morning. And of course, the set-top box industry is a particularly big one. And as a cord cutter, I wouldn't mind to see what Apple could potentially do in this space. Uh, but I'm not holding my breath necessarily. To me, there's other devices already on the market that do what I need. But Mumble Room, anybody in here have any thoughts on, from a cord, cord, uh, from a cord cutter's perspective, uh, say Apple TV came along and for, I don't know, $30 a month is basically all the TV you could want over your internet. Anybody buying that? Liars, I think one of you would. Uh, I'm not. That, like, this is always Apple's move. Watch everybody else do it and then copy the successful parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the thing is, even in the U.S., like, I know the U.S. is one of their main targets, but it's the internet here isn't that great for all of this. Just oh, yeah, yeah, right. Cord cutter, it's not the same everywhere. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah, I and, and I don't understand why we give so much um, currency to these rumors. These, these They continue to dominate the headlines weeks after weeks. I don't really ever cover them, but it's just, um, I don't know. It's it's really it's really just one of these stories that apparently is never going to die until Apple ships something like the like the phones and watch rumors never did. Uh, I, thought, I said I'd be all done with Ashley Madison, although I, I just, I, I keep going back to the story because what I find to be more fascinating is not that there was a site that helped people cheat. But the, the the real damage to the Ashley Madison company is that the hacker's database that has been leaked actually can be gone through and getting more, I think, revealing information about the company. Like, here's a good one. How about this? A search of Ashley Madison's uh, dump shows some pretty, pretty disgusting figures. Uh, it turns out that a lot of men on the Ashley Madison website were t- having conversations with bots. Uh, so only 12,000 real women were active on the website. But there were 70,000 female bots that were sending male users millions of fake messages, hoping to create the illusion of a vast playland of available women. So they created bots to get in these conversations with men to basically scam them out of money. Isn't that awful? And this is an example of the kind of crooked details. So here is uh, the number of times a bot sent people messages on Ashley Madison versus the number of times a real person. And these are in charts that we have up. It's linked in the show notes if you're listening. And uh, it's pretty pathetic. 43 male bots in the database, 70,000 female bots. That's pretty pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, they've, uh, they have analyzed the dump, and that is just... Just the worst. And so now these people, not only were not only did they get their information leaked on, on, a, on a very well-known cheating website, 
but they were getting scammed the entire time too. Ooh. Ooh. Here's something I thought we might not see, although the rumor said it was coming. Android Wear now works on the iPhone with select Android Wear watches. Uh, Google just gave out um, sort of like a custom version of the Android Wear app that's a little different than what you see on Android. It doesn't have a store because Apple's policies preclude that. So it has a pre-selected set of um, watch faces, and you can't really install third-party apps. So it works with oh, iOS 8.2 or above. You, have, you can have an iPhone 5 or above, so it could actually get one model lower than what works with the Apple Watch. The bad news is it only works with the upcoming hardware and certain devices on the market, like the LG Watch or Bane, um, the Zen Watch 2 and Hawaii Watch. And uh, also, it appears people get it working with the Moto 360 and the LG Watch R. Google Now on your wrist stuff works, of course, and uh, you can also get um, messages, but you won't be able to download third-party watch faces. You'll have to just go with the curated ones. But then again, maybe not so bad, since it, it appears Google has picked some of the best ones. And uh, the, Verge, the Verge write-up confirms that they were able to get the Moto 360 working, despite the fact that uh, the Android Wear documentation for iOS doesn't list it. Even voice commands work. I'm really impressed that this actually happened. I didn't think this was gonna. Ha- I didn't think this was actually gonna land in the uh, iOS App Store, but I guess the Pebble stuff is in there, so it seems. I guess it seems doable. So now, now Android Wear and Pebble both have the distinct advantage of working across iOS and Android. A clear, a clear advantage over the Apple Watch, if that's important to you. And of course, the nice thing about the Android Wear is if you bought, oh, you know, you're no longer tied to an Android phone to make your watch work, which is really one of the big things Google's giving up here is. If you have an Apple Watch and an iPhone, you're more inclined to stay with the iPhone now because you have a $400 accessory on your wrist that only works with your iPhone. It's, it's a fantastic, fantastic form of lock-in. Remember when we thought file formats were going to be what locked us in? That's adorable. So now, Google had that same advantage. My LG Watch R would only work with another Android device. I couldn't use it on an iPhone, so I'd be more inclined to stick with my Galaxy S6. But Google just removed that limitation. That's kind of interesting. And so now you can go out and get much cheaper Android Wear watches and connect them with your iPhone device. I wonder if this is actually going to take off. Does anybody in the mumble room have an iPhone by chance? And would you admit it? No. I'll no, try. I do not. I'll try it with one of mine. I'll see, I'll see how it works. Uh, and just kind of out of curiosity, I, it's got to be less fun. I, I imagine it's going to be a lot like when you connect a Pebble to an Apple Watch or an iPhone. And it just, uh, you know, it just basically is a, it's a notification device and it does nothing else. It's very limited. So I, 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 that's going to be my guess. Speaking of iPhones, there's malware going around on jailbroken iPhones that's stolen more than 225,000 Apple account logins. A newly discovered malware family that preys on jailbroken iPhones has collected login credentials for more than 20, I'm sorry, 225,000 Apple accounts, making it one of the largest account compromises in Apple's history, at least caused by malware, I believe. KeyRater is the malware name, and it has been dubbed and distributed through third-party repositories of Cydia. Or Cydia, I think it is. I haven't rooted my iPhone for a very long time. Um, but it's an alternative app store, and it's actually pretty cool. Some of the stuff that gets pulled out of the app store ends up in there. But the malicious code included with the app is creating problems for people in China and at least 17 other countries, including France, Russia, Japan, and throughout the UK. Not only is it proliferated plif- account data... Uh, but it also has disabled some infected phones until you pay a ransom, sort of like BitLocker. And it's made unauthorized charges against some victim accounts if their credit card info is on the phone and and, um, authorized. Uh, As if the theft of the Apple account credentials wasn't bad enough, though, the data is also uploaded to a website that contains a SQL injection vulnerability. The flaw made it trivial for other outsiders to then gain access to some of the records that the hackers had stolen from the compromise. 
iPhones, ergo, making the leak much, much worse because most of the email addresses of the effective users um, and the other users in the other countries have been now leaked on the web and are available for general use because of sloppy hackers. So that's a double whammy. You get your, you get your data hacked because of an app you installed that takes advantage of your jailbroken iPhone, and then the hacker gets hacked. Yikes. Yikes. That's just no good. Daredevil, what do you think? Does it matter? They probably already de- had their emails by Ashley. Uh, scandal. So. <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. Or many of the other hacks that have been out recently. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if anybody is a Nest user. I thought it would be a cool accessory for the studio, except for I'm just not quite, quite sold on the actual imp- implementation of it. But uh, today, Google or Nest or ABC or Alphabet or whatever you want to call them has announced the next version of the Nest with a much bigger uh, interface, sharper display, and they say it saves more energy than before. The third-generation learning Nest thermostat. It learns what temperature you like and builds a schedule around yours. Ooh. They say they have saved over 4 billion kilowatts of energy since 2011. Kilowatt hours of energy, I guess that would be. Um, Anybody in here have a Nest? I'm kind of wondering if this would be kind of a cool accessory for the studio because we have roaming hands in the studio that sometimes just mess with the heat. And I feel like if we had this thing in here, it'd be like, no, no, let the computer do it. Nobody touch it. Not until I can get a Mickey Mouse watch face. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wish I've seen some open source Nest alternatives and and other products, but I don't. I'm not actually aware of any that have actually got anything in the market that are sold at scale. If anybody knows of a Nest alternative that's not connected to an always on listening service, I would be fascinated. I don't know. Maybe it's not doable. But uh, TechTalkToday.reddit.com. I here's I, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, actually, Nest devices are kind of creeping me out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there is, like, the lobbying has been effective that they are, they are trying to look at energy companies to start using Nest devices as part of regulatory demand, uh, mandate. Yeah, that does creep so me out, too. Yeah, and in yeah, fact, so the, Nest, the Nest system has, terrible. I believe, built into it the ability to, like, for, for the utility companies to potentially remotely send it commands to turn it down. Like, it's not turned on by default, but, like, they've built that into the platform, if I'm correct. Uh, and I don't know if I like that so much because, you know, there's different, like, for example, here at the studio, um, I might have my Nest service, I might have things slightly different because of the amount of equipment that we have going than everybody else in the general Arlington area would. And if my central utility decides that this is a time where we need to conserve power and so they send a command to everybody's uh, automatic thermostats to just, you know, let the, let the temperature in the house go up by another three degrees because that would save X amount of power. That would seem completely reasonable during the day for most family situations, but in a studio where you have thousands of dollars worth of equipment, that's not so reasonable. And so there is a fine line there. That's why I say something maybe that isn't always listening might be my preferred. Uh, but there are aspects of it I like. I like, you know, having it monitor. I like having it. I like the idea that at night it could take things down a bit and save us some power because, you know, our bills can add up here at the studio. So it's an interesting idea. But I would like something perhaps that I had a little more trust in. I just um, hope the, the regulation doesn't you know come and make them a mandatory thing for energy companies well if that's yeah. what happens that's terrible i suppose that if that Other happened that, it would come like it would come from the energy company right they probably installed in your house particle.io exactly. is being recommended by post sniffer what's this post sniffer yeah, it looks pretty cool it's like internet of things um, devices for your house but more than just a thermostat oh yeah yeah okay all right so that kind of that kind of floats my boat a little bit I bet there's a whole bunch coming down the road for this kind of stuff too. I bet, I bet this is gonna blow up. This is cool. Yeah, Particle.io, huh? This is really neat. Every product starts as a prototype. Our hardware development gets the Spark Core with Wi-Fi. 
it also does 2G or 3G cellular if you want the electron. That's neat. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I could see that. You know, the other thing is uh, we have, uh, you know, the, the uh, new Jupiter Broadcasting Mobile Studio. And sometimes I think about some of these kinds of things would be interesting to try in, this, in, the, in the mobile rig because it's so much smaller <laughs> that everything is at a lower scale. So at a smaller scale, so it's, you don't have to run as much wire. It's, you don't have to, it's, it's just everything's cheaper. It's much more manageable. Um, it's, uh, it's, but, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think a Nest thermostat would work very well in a, in a rig. But maybe a Raspberry Pi-powered controller hooked up to a 3G antenna. That would be nuts. Uh, so there you go. That's pretty much the news that caught my attention today. I want to talk a little bit about our schedule coming up. Uh, so here's the thing, you guys. This week, uh, I'm prepping for the big road trip that I've been talking more and more about and we'll be talking more about soon. Um, so that is tomorrow is I'm taking my truck in at 7 a.m. to the mechanic because they have a whole day's worth of stuff. In fact, I just added a couple of more things to their list uh, this morning on the pre-show. And so that's happening tomorrow. So I won't be able to do Tech Talk Thursday. We are recording a double, double, double tech snap. So two tech snaps back to back. And I've just found that uh, when I do that, uh, in order to give myself enough time to prep for tech snap, I, I can't do tech talk in the morning. I've tried a couple of times and I always end up under the gun and we have to start tech snap a little late. So this week um, I'm going to uh, do, my, do myself a solid and then we won't have a show on Thursday either. So that way I can make room for the double tech snap. Now, here's where it gets really crazy and really different. Mike is moving. Mike of Coda Radio is moving this week. And so we're recording Coda Radio on Friday. So Friday at 8 a.m. Jupiter Broadcasting Time. That's specific. We're doing Coder Radio, a special early Friday edition. Probably going to be nice and grouchy for that one. And then after that, it'll be Women's Tech Radio in the studio. They won't be on air for that. And then in the afternoon, it'll be Linux Action Show on a Friday. So this is the only Tech Talk this week. So we're going to call it Tech Talk this week today. Tech Talk today this week. I apologize about that. It's going to be it's going to be a little bumpy while we prep for the road trip. The road trip is going to be a massive endeavor. And I've just given out some details. In the uh, Patreon August update, if you are a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash today, I just posted an update for our supporters about some of the things going on, about uh, some last, uh, audio, uh, last audio experiment follow-up, uh, a new piece of hardware swap out in the studio, and details about the road trip. And I'm going to be doing future posts up there. So maybe, hopefully, if you guys are okay with uh, some selfie stick action, I'm going to go <laughs> – yes, I said it. I'm going to go out in public and uh, and uh, do some selfies, selfie videos for you guys. <laughs> God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Jeez. Well, what I'm really going to do is, as I'm, Jeez, uh, it's just the worst thing ever. I'm hoping to uh, go out and document the process of setting up the Jupiter Broadcasting mobile rig. So maybe I won't uh, be as frequent on Tech Talk today for the next few weeks, but we'll have some more videos posted for our patrons as we get the new mobile rig set up. I'll be documenting it with, let's call it the documentary stick. No, that's no good. The road trip stick? I need to come up with a better name. I can't call it a selfie. It is a legitimate piece of production equipment. I am a one-man... Thinking stick. The thinking stick? That's not... The pontificating stick, because I pontificate into the camera. I don't know. I don't know what it could be called, but it's not... I'm not buying the stick to take pictures of myself. I bought this stick a long time ago so I could do Patreon videos. Damn it. And now, and I hate myself for doing it, I'm going to take it out in public even when I'm out setting up the new rig. I just... I don't know why I do it. Patreon.com slash today if you want to see that train wreck and support that. And uh, we could definitely use your support. In fact, if uh, you don't want to do uh, support like Patreon, uh, but you still want to help out with the road trip, I have posted a uh, wish list. And um, I sort of buried it in the Linux Action Show this week. So not a lot of people probably heard it because not everybody always listens to the whole feedback segment. But if you'd like to help out, I have a link in this episode of Tech Talk today. It is a wish list of just items that ranges from shower heads to uh, water buckets. And solar chargers and even things to clean the toilet. And toilet paper is even on there because every, literally every little thing helps. Uh, because we are definitely doing those on a very, very tight budget just coming off of LinuxCon and all of that. 
But uh, the show must go on, and uh, we would love your support. And anything on that wish list will go right into the rig and help with uh, the mobile road trip. And I'll have a link to the Amazon wish list for the JB road trip in the show notes. Thank you, guys. And uh, don't forget Tech Talk Today is where you can go to keep submitting stories that we might miss throughout the week. It always happens, and I always think, ah, shoot, if we were just doing a show. Oops, sorry. If we were just doing a show, well, guess what? You can still submit stuff. We can still catch it over there on the subreddit at techtalktoday.reddit.com. Now, there's a lot of different ways we can go with our ending intro clip. Yes, we're still doing the end, ending intro clip. Maybe the last time. I don't know. I just hate saying that because every time I say that, I get a new one that I just have to play. And so there's a lot of different ways I could go on this one. I'm going to go to the – I could – yeah, I got to do it. I got to do it. This is a classic. You guys know me. You know I love this. I think you're going to love it too. You probably watch this. If you're anywhere in about 10 to 15 years of my age range, maybe 20 even, possibly. No, probably not. Probably No, no, no. Maybe 10. 10. Yeah. 10. You'll know this one. And uh, you can submit yours over at techtalktoday.reddit.com. Don't forget to check the calendar for all that, all that stuff I just unloaded in your brain and you're like, what? jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar has all of that, and you can support us at patreon.com slash today. Thanks for joining us. See you back here soon. Go DuckTales! Life is like a hurricane in Duckbird. Race has lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. That's right. You might solve a mystery or rewrite.